Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Let's get it started in here. And the bass keeps running, running, and running. Five seconds left in the game. You in this context, there's no disrespect. So when I bust my rhyme, you break your necks. We got five minutes for us to disconnect. So and break away from tradition. Cause when we be out, girl is fully be that. Let's get it started. Let's get it started. Devils down the field. Fight with your might and don't ever yield. Long may our colors outshine all others. Echo from the butts. What? Give them hell, devils. Cheer, cheer for ASU. Fight for the old maroon. For the hail, hail. The gang's all here. And it's onward to victory. ASU. John Rom. <laughs> Woo! You didn't like that one? You didn't like that rendition? Uh, not my favorite rendition, but all I care about is that John Rom victory lap. You heard it. We went to John Rom to win some money this weekend, and we used BetOnline.ag to do it. Did somebody say playoffs? The NBA, MLB, and NHL, as well as golf, are in the FedEx Cup playoffs. They are at full swing, and our partners at BetOnline.ag have you covered. So take full advantage of sports being back and get into our action, or get in on the action, with hundreds of odds, futures, and props for you to bet on. And there's always the online casino as well. It'll never close. And to be honest, that's where me and Wits sit most of the time anyways. Nice blackjack table. Wits might be playing some poker, so see if you can go beat him hand-to-hand. Anyways, head over to betonline.ag today and sign up to receive your welcome bonus on your first deposit. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. Today, you heard it on the show last week. It was our first time giving our picks pre-tournament. And here we sit Sunday night after a 66-foot absolute bomb of a putt. John Rahm, the BMW champion, could not be happier about it, Roz. I couldn't be happier. It's funny. You told me to axe this, and they've probably heard that about a couple 30 seconds ago. We're going to leave it in there. It's a tough <laughs> opening. But welcome to the opening line, everybody. We are your hosts, Wits and Roz. We are coming off another money Sunday. We had some top tens, top fives, a winner. Um, and for the fifth weekend in a row, your boys finish in the black. Jared Rubin is part of that as well. So we are all hanging out. We're all hanging in there. We've got the Tour Championship in Atlanta coming next weekend, but what a tournament the BMW was. This is the definition of a grinder, because this was looking ugly from the start, and it was basically, hey, guys, hang the fuck on, and don't lose or don't fall too far back like Mark Leishman. So this was a wild one, which I know you doubled down on Rom, um, but we did give the initial pick to take Rom. I know we also said Berger and Morikawa, which wasn't great. Morikawa, though, Wits. Finished in the top 20, which secured Rube a little bit of cash. Um, yeah. And, yeah, it was, uh, it was a grinder for sure. 
Yeah, Olympia Fields was just an absolute monstrous course. Uh, we, we heard some rumblings on you know Wednesday night, uh, a little bit on Tuesday, about how this is going to be a pretty tough course. And compared to the last week, when Dustin Johnson shot 30 under, we're just like pretty much anything could be tough, tougher compared to that. But this from just the absolute start on Thursday morning was, like you said, a grinder. Uh, no, didn't get really any weather. Greens were extremely fast. And we thought for a minute there that the winner was going to be maybe even par at the best. But John Rahm, Dustin Johnson played just fantastic on the weekend. And we saw a 43-foot putt to take this thing in overtime playoff hold. John Rahm drains a 66-foot putt. On the first playoff hole, it was it was an insane finish, and a lot of credit to uh, to both those guys. I mean, DJ's on fire. John Rahm goes four under, six under, on the weekend in a course where even par was an unbelievable score. It was crazy. It was absolutely insane. Those who don't think golf's electric, it was pure electricity seeing both oh, yeah. of those putts go down. Um, and I used to be a an anti watching golf guy. I was never very interested in it, and these past five weeks i've seen the light i'm enlightened yeah we're good to retire man we play golf we watch golf and there's not much more you need to do as a man um be a good father would be a one other thing but yeah i it was super exciting and it just feels good to be up on the book in golf i gotta tell you obviously my career winnings probably are still in the red but since golf has come around, I've definitely made more money on this sport than any other sport um, that we gamble on, and uh, I'm excited to keep it rolling going into the Tour Championship. Um, again, we were talking about people fading a little bit before the show. We thought JT looked a little rough. Berger, who has been one of the best golfers coming into this week, definitely had some trouble. There was a shot earlier today that we thought he might be able to creep back in, but he fell apart. J-Day finishing, I think, second to last, if not somewhere in that group, having a really rough go this weekend. Um, any bounce-back any bounce back candidates for the upcoming tournament, and uh, or do you think people are going to still be stuck here at the BMW Championship? Uh, I think we'll see some, some bounce-backs. I don't think the course, you know, I really don't know, but it, I don't think it could be as hard as it was this past weekend. I mean, this was a true test for all these guys because – you know, the rough was super thick, the greens were super fast, and it was just not the type of course you can make mistakes on and get away with it. So, you know, seeing DJ start the day off three birdies in the first four holes, I thought nobody was going to catch him, but he did run into a little bit of trouble. So, you know, a guy playing as good as DJ, I'm still going to say that he's the hottest golfer on the planet right now, has a number one ranking. He's the guy I'm probably most scared of um, at the Tour Championship, and he, and he is starting off in that first position, so he gets to start off 10 under. Um, but Roz, I guess looking down the rest of the board, you know, Rory, very disappointed in his weekend play. You know, after that second round, he was tied for the lead at one under and just couldn't really get anything going. Uh, another guy who I thought hung in there pretty well, Bubba Watson, put a little bit on him Sunday morning. Uh, to try and secure the victory, but I think I believe he moved on to the top 30. But I'm, I'm not looking at the list in front of me. I was actually on the golf course uh, as John Rahm was putting. So I was putting for a $10 match play win while he was putting for $3 million. So pretty close there. 
Yeah, Bubba will not be advancing. Um, cool, cool effort, story. Bubba. Yeah, it was a good. He actually just had a great last two weeks. So good on him. I think he'll have a strong year in the upcoming season. How about this one? Mackenzie Hughes on 18 needed to par to advance. He was the 28th person in. If he would have bogeyed, Adam Long would have jumped into that spot. He hits the par out of the bunker. It was an amazing moment to see. Again, one of those like electric moments. I know he wasn't going to win this tournament, but this is beyond important because become or joining that 30-man roster going into the t- tour championship, now you get to play in all four majors next year. You get some other huge benefits. So it's uh, it's fun. The golfing at any level, whether you're winning it or needing it to advance, it's uh, it's electric, and it was great to see that. Um, yeah, and it's like the, the tournament within the tournament, right? Because obviously it was, you know, there's guys trying to win this one, but there's also guys trying to make it to the next weekend. So that putt by Mackenzie Hughes, it was like obviously he didn't win the BMW, but it, at the same time it was like just as huge situationally. Um, so that was cool all weekend too, seeing guys like, you know, we're playing for next week as well, you know, where a guy like DJ was going to get in no matter what. Um, some of these guys right on the cusp, you know, and which we did bet a little bit on Adam Long, um, and he just did not play very well. You want to talk about but, a bad weekend? Yeah, it was it was a tough one, and I feel like we, we had a lot of tough tough guys. Uh, Daniel Berger really didn't show up until the front nine today, and you know it was very disappointing. Alex Noren, another guy I was pretty high on. Uh, Victor Hovland, Russell Henley faded down the stretch. Tiger just was not. Just simply not good all week. He fought hard, but, you know, the putter is just not what he used to be. No. And, yeah, when you say those lines, I was just looking at somebody I was going to talk about. Finau is one of those people who isn't getting these wins but finishes the top five. Brendan Todd, who was our first-round leader that we were picking, um, he had a pretty good tournament, honestly. He bogeyed 18 at the end of the day today, dropping out of the top 10. But he was very consistent and... Was making a push. Actually, made me a little nervous there for a minute. Um, I finished. He finishes just outside the top ten going into um, the tour championship. It's a fun list of people. How about Sebastian Munez being in that top thirty? A guy whose name we've seen a lot recently. I said around the, first, the leaderboard. The first time I'd heard of him was when he was chasing down uh, Harris English for yeah. his first round leader spot. He's been he's um, been chasing us down a lot recently. Yeah, he's been great. What you know? I have to say. My biggest disappointment of the week, didn't have him to win, but had him top five, top ten, was Sandra Shawfly, letting down the Xander name. This was a guy who I thought was going to have a spectacular tournament. And honestly, Rosie just never was really in the hunt. No. From day one, it seemed like, you know, and finished, I guess, tied for 25th. But nothing, nothing too exciting there, and I thought he was going to really come out and play well, especially in a no-cut event. Um, right. These are the types of events in the past. He's just been up there, but didn't happen this week. So glad that we picked a winner because there was a, a lot, a lot of other guys out there who were not near where we needed them to be. I think a bit of an understatement. We actually haven't picked a winner since JT five weeks ago in the final round. This is also our first winner, outright winner that we picked before Thursday. So 
this is a riding high moment, I think, for us. I mean, we, we've we been hitting the top 10s and the top 5s, top 20s here and there, but we hadn't had a winner in the last couple of weeks, so this one feels good. I mean, we didn't get DJ. We lost out on Siwoo in the last tournament. Um, I think Morikawa was our last winner, but again, that was a Sunday morning pick. So, big. Thursday, we felt it. Tuesday, we felt it of last week, and we ripped John Rahm. Yeah, the wire. I mean, obviously he wasn't wire to wire, but it was like our wire to wire bet took him on uh, Wednesday night. So yeah, it was interesting, and especially because after day one, kind of thinking John Rom plus six. He's even in the even in the ballpark here. So I just said screw it, throw a little more on him at sixty five to one, and yeah, definitely definitely worked out. And he, I mean, that's that's the type of close you want bet, betting on the horse near the back of the pack and just comes out down the final stretch and he was eight under nine under no yeah. i think 10 under the past in the weekend on this type of course it was it was electric and i think that putt last putt summed it up especially the his reaction on the driving range watching dj make that putt like not really thinking he's gonna make it so it was cool that he was able to come back and do that because it could not have been easy yeah, and there was a lot of forces at bay. I mean, he also had a penalty the day before, shot a 66 still, shot a 64 today. Um, John Rahm was yeah. just determined, I think is and the best word. Only, yeah, only guy in the field to improve each day. He's won at 75, 71, 66, and 64 to take home the title. So, I mean, you want to talk about a guy coming in down the stretch. John Rahm was just spectacular even with that penalty, uh, which even he said was kind of unexplainable. It was just a mental brain fart. Even I don't pick up my ball on the green without marking it. Right. And I'm shooting one tens. <laughs> that's, I was, that's what I was on pace for earlier this week. I'll be on the range, or not on the range. I'll be on a course again probably Tuesday, get my strokes in before the pros do on Thursday. Looking at this top ten, Dustin Johnson one, Rom two, Justin Thomas slipping again down to three. Webb Simpson, who withdrew from this tournament, is at four. Colin at five. Berger, English, Deshambo, Sunjayim, and Hideki Matsuyama, who had a nice tournament. That rounds out the top ten. Are you thinking we're going to pick somebody outside this top ten? We aren't going to have our official picks, I guess, for you this week since we're doing the show a little bit earlier, but... Anybody on that, or are you looking outside the top 10 for the potential champion? Oof, I, I don't know. Maybe a little bit too early to answer that that question right now. Um, you know, just I feel like a couple things we got to look at is look at the course and some of the statistics there. Um, you know, what, what, you know, what kind of form these guys have been playing in recently. And I think the great thing about golf is you see a guy one week play amazing and you just think, how can this guy ever lose again? Um, for me, it was Colin Morikawa at the PGA. You're just thinking, every time this guy gets out on the course, he's going to win, right? And then DJ, with what he did last week, you're just like, can anybody possibly beat him? And he was close to winning again. But I think this changes so much from week to week. And then the Justin Thomas, was it five weeks ago, comes back from four strokes down on Sunday to win and hasn't really made any noise since. So I think I'll definitely be looking at some of those guys in the top ten and – I guess just off the top of my head right now, I think I like a guy like Daniel Berger, who I think people are going to be probably a little bit down on him after the showing this week. But he has been, I would say, probably the most consistent when it comes to finishing near the top of the leaderboard this year. 
Um, and we, you know, we talked about him before we love him. So I think just top of my head, that's a guy I'll be looking for. Right. I think going into this week, I'm, I'm not sure what the odds will be. I think the best value is going to come from our first round leader picks that we'll eventually make. Um, I think that'll be beyond interesting to do. Um, but I agree with you. I think Berger's the most enticing on that list. Uh, Colin hasn't been playing that great. Um, Webb Simpson's another name, actually. Getting the week off, coming in fresh, still going to be in the four spot. I think he's a dangerous weapon there. And then you look down this list, and honestly, for me, I mean, I can't, by the way, I can't believe Mark Leishman made this after <laughs> his performance at the BMW. That's absolutely insane. But you got Cameron Smith, Victor Hovland, Mackenzie Hughes, who again hit that big one. Cameron Champ and Billy Horschel. Billy Horschel at 30. That's interesting. This is a guy had a really rough day today and almost missed this cut. Um, but he played some great golf Thursday through Saturday and was really a contender there for a bit. And that's a that's a deep one. It's going to be a lot of ground he has to cover. But again, I said this to Wiss before the show, not since 2014 has the person coming in at the number one spot won the actual FedEx playoffs. So we'll see. Yeah, we will see. This will be interesting. Um, I think this will really be my first time watching the Tour Championship uh, FedEx Cup final, especially with this type of format. So I'm, I'm excited. It'll be different. Um, I think I'll definitely enjoy when you get the field back to you know, 100, 150 guys, um, especially in a couple weeks at the U.S. Open. That'll be a lot of fun. But, yeah, this should be interesting. I mean, you think about golf, it seems like, most of the casual golf fan just thinks about the majors as being a big deal, but FedEx Cup, like this is this is a very big deal for these guys, not just from a money perspective, but this is kind of like their season that's not the majors, and it's so I think it's a big honor to win something like that. It's a, it's a whole season event. No, absolutely, it'll be it'll be enticing. Um, other than that, we don't have a whole lot other than wits. We do have our fantasy draft a week from. Pretty much right now. Actually, it would be right now. Um, so we're very excited about that. And then, Wits, before we jump to any last-minute football stuff we're going to talk about, i got to run it through with you. You did your picks for the first round of the NBA playoffs, and I know you're still probably not following very tight. But we've got our second-round matchups, and I'm going to get them to you. How did um, I do a- in the first round? Um, I, I think I did pretty well. Did you? you probably did. You know? You never know. Um We've got the Bucks and the Heat in the Eastern Conference. This has not started yet. Who do you like in the Bucks Heat series? Um, I like the Bucks in seven games. I think the Heat are going to give them a big matchup. Uh, Jimmy Butler goes off in this series. I love the Heat, but I think the Bucks are—they're just a better team. They take it in seven. Where the Celtics and Raptors have already started. Celtics stealing game one. They were BPI was below fifty percent. Now it has shifted to Boston winning the series is at fifty two percent. Boston up one zero on the Raptors. Are you going to ride the Celtics? You already have the win, or are you going to give Toronto an opportunity? Um, I think I'm going to ride with the Celtics. I think after the New York Mets and the New York Giants, the Boston Celtics are kind of my third team that I would always pick to win a big game or win a championship. And I, I like the core there. I think they take it to the Bucks in the Eastern Conference Finals. Then we've got the West, which is a little bit more behind because we still got the Nuggets and 
Jazz playing. The Nuggets are looking like they get to take tonight's game, which would force a game seven. But give it to it, Utah or Denver, they will play the Lakers. Who do you have in that series? Lakers just closing out Portland 4-1. to one. It was sad. It was a great game one win, but LeBron doing what LeBron does when he loses game one of the first round, and that's sweeping the rest of the way. Um, who do you got, Lakers or Jazz slash Nuggets? Uh, give me Lakers clips in the finals. Word. You don't even need the Clippers, who just closed out their series today. They're going to be uh, playing either the Rockets or the Thunder. Again, this Western Conference is having way better series at this point. The Rockets just won yesterday by 34 points. They've got game six tomorrow against the Clippers. And you're not getting, or not the Clippers, against the Thunder. Are you not giving the Rockets any chance if they move on? No chance. They had one chance. It was two years ago uh, when they were up 3-1 against okay, or against uh, Golden State. Wow. That was it. I'm, I guess I guess you're done with the Harden train. Um, anything football-related you've been watching? Um, I've heard that Jalen Rieger, the rookie, is going to be out three to four weeks. Carson Wentz already a little bit banged up. Um, and that's not a surprise because when is Carson Wentz not banged up? And then Ngaku going to the Vikings from the Jaguars. So that hurts the NFC North a little bit because he didn't go to the Packers or the Bears. Um, what do you think currently about the NFL? Also, by the way, Jadavion Clowney still hasn't signed with the team. Yeah, interesting. Interesting, isn't it? Um, I guess the asking price must be too high, and maybe teams don't, I guess, don't think he's worth it. And I, I think I'd have to tend to agree with him. I mean, Jadavian Clowney was always on paper one of like the scariest, most intimidating, best athletes that we've ever seen, but hasn't really been able to stay that healthy in the pros. He's been great when he's on the field, but. I don't know. I don't know if I'm risking signing him to a big contract uh, with a guy who's got that kind of history, but we'll see. I'm sure somebody will take a chance on him because he does have the potential. But yeah, NFL-wise, I think we're just very heavy into fantasy mode right now. We'll, we'll really get it rocking on Friday and Saturday to make sure we're prepped for draft night. i got a title to defend, so going to be very busy. You do have a title to defend. Um, one last thought, just because... You can't spell turbulence or distraction without Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell. Um, Le'Veon Bell, there's a little bit of turbulence there in New York. I didn't even realize they signed Frank Gore. Le'Veon Bell was an interesting pick. I'm, I don't know why I'm going on to this tangent, but I'm just thinking about it when I'm looking at fantasy, which is coming up next week. Le'Veon Bell now has Frank Gore in the same backfield. Might be one of the biggest fantasy vultures of all time. After he had a great career on his own and was viable running back option, Le'Veon Bell, who I thought was a candidate for a bounce back year, might be splitting time not only with Frank Gore, but Keelan Balage, who played with Adam Gase in Miami, and then this rookie, LaMichael Pirine, or Pirine. Pirine? Yeah, Pirine, um, from Oklahoma, I'm assuming, right? Um, right. He has caught the attention of Gase, and we know Gase isn't that great of a coach, so we'll see what he does. But it sounds like Le'Veon Bell is going to see a lot uh, or a reduction in touches, and uh, a guy once promising. I'm pretty sure we've talked about it on the show before. Doesn't seem so promising. Gore definitely going to bite into those numbers. Yeah, for for a guy who used to be not the unquestioned but unquestioned top two fantasy football players uh i bet you he's missing playing with big ben and antonio brown and all the great things that came with that offense that 
you know, he's a great player, but he definitely benefited from. And now being on a Jets team that isn't so uh, offensively capable and their game scripts are not as positive for a guy like Le'Veon Bell. And we saw it last year. He got a ton of touches and put up pretty crappy production relative to how many times he touched the ball. So that, along with all the reasons you just said, with the ageless wonder, Frank Gore, there's a spot for Le'Veon Bell in fantasy football, but most people, I think, are going to take him too high. Yeah, I, I've i definitely seen it going, going down. Um, how about nothing, nothing really else? I'm excited to get our picks going next week. Um, I will be in Chicago this coming week. I don't think we're going to end up doing a show while I'm there, but it'll be good to see Wits, um, and I'm sure we'll get more studio time once I come back in November. But, yeah, we'll start giving you our football picks. Hopefully they go as well as our golf picks have been going over the last five weeks. And uh, it's been a fun ride. I'm excited about where we're going with this new golf expedition we've been on. And uh, it'll be an interesting week. And, uh, Wits, any closing thoughts before uh, we head out for the Tour Championship? Um, hit him long and hit him straight. That's it, golf talk. A chip and a putt. That's all you need to chip get a birdie. A um, well, thank you, everybody. This has been the opening line where we like to keep the line moving. Um, I want to shout out Sean, a new listener of ours, a buddy of mine from this weekend. We walked a 10K this morning. There's a story behind it that I'll save for a later date, but it was a very long, very interesting weekend here in Southern California. All right, everybody. Have a great weekend. Whoops. Have a great week, and we'll see you after the tour championship. Peace.
to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube